0: Master Xavier Rees reminds us of this simple truth. In God are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and truth.
1: Jeremiah 9.23 says, Thus saith the Lord Yahweh, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. What is he glory in? He goes on to say, Glory in this, that you know me, that you understand
0: me. Hmm. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. For what I will to do, that I do not practice, but what I hate, that I do. This is how Paul described to the Romans the ongoing war of the flesh and the spirit within us. Is it any wonder, then, that bad habits are so hard to break relying on our efforts alone? It's only when we live in the Spirit that we have victory over our flesh. And this is the simple truth we see Jacob realize only after attempting yet another scheme of deception, rather than trust in the promise of God. Let's join Pastor Xavier for our text.
1: Genesis chapter 33, verse 1 through 20. in the message entitled, "Old Habits Die Hard. Jacob is now returning home after 20 years. God has just protected him from Uncle Laban. He has wrestled with God all night, God has crippled him, and his name has been changed to Israel, but he still doesn't get it. His mind is racing, thinking how he's going to make amends with Esau. And so the following meeting of Jacob and Esau unfolds for us in three movements, revealing the following. First... The favor of God over Jacob, verse 1 through 4. Jacob was struck with desperation as he saw Esau in verse 1. Jacob lifted up his eyes, he looked, and there Esau was coming, and with him 400 men. The only thing Jacob could imagine was the worst. Esau was coming for revenge. 400 men were not to greet him in his mind. So Jacob divided the children in three groups. Now notice, he divided the children among Leah, then Rachel, and then the two maidservants. Now Jacob resorted to his old ways of self-sufficiency instead of trusting in God. God had heard his prayer, save me from my brother. You see, Jacob's still guilty in his own heart because things have not been reconciled with his brother. It's still there. In verse 4, Esau, to Jacob's amazement, Esau hugged Jacob with loving affection. It must have blown his mind. Esau demonstrated that he longed for Jacob. Listen, but Esau ran to meet him. Jacob was expecting to get hammered on. Esau embraces him. Shocker. He hugged him to show him his approval. Wow. Wow. And then it says they wept. Their mutual reconciliation. The eyes had been broken. 20 years. Like Moses. Who didn't trust God for his call. And he kept making lame excuses. till finally God says alright. I'll give you your brother Aaron. To be your mouthpiece. God was as good as. Accomplished everything. But. Moses didn't trust him that way. And so here, likewise, Jacob, God had already assured him, but he wasn't resting trusting God for it. Only God can wipe away 20 years of bitterness. In one night, God did that in the heart of Esau. You can do all you want in your human efforts. It'll never do it. We try to fix human relationships by our own energies. You can't. Only God can mend hearts. 20 years of bitterness, gone. God did it. The favor of God over Jacob had been promised by God. He wasn't resting in it. Notice, secondly, you have the favor of Esau over Jacob in verse 5 through 11. In verse 5, the reaction of Esau at all the people comes first. Esau was surprised by the number of individuals Jacob had left alone. And running for his lives, He lifted up his eyes. saw the women, the children. And he said, who are these with you? Jacob responded by identifying them as his family and his servant. So he said, the children whom God has graciously given your servant. Notice Jacob is very humble. Life has broken Jacob. God has broken Jacob. The submission of the wives and children follow by their family priorities in verse 6 and 7. In verse 6, those placed at front in case Esau would have attacked come first. Then the maidservants came near and their children, and they bowed down in reverence and respect. They were the extension of Jacob. They presented themselves as the servants of Esau. Those placed second, if attacked, came next. Leah also came near with her children, and they bowed down. Leah certainly knew all about Esau from Jacob. she has been married to him for 20 years. They also presented themselves as the servants of Esau. And then last came Joseph and Rachel. They came near, and they bowed down. She and Joseph equally presented themselves as the servant of Esau. Notice next the reaction of Esau was to the presence in verse 8 and 9. He wasn't expecting this. Then Esau said, what do you mean by all this company which I met? And so Jacob responded in truth and in humility. Listen, Jacob said, these are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. The word favor means acceptance. He was looking for approval. He was looking for forgiveness. Esau responded in verse 9 with gracious contentment. Boy, I mean, you talk about Esau. He's never put in a good light. This is the only time. God did a number in his heart. He responded with gracious contentment. Listen to him. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. The word enough means much, great Abundance. keep what you have for yourself. Esau's, Esau's okay <laughs> at this point. All that Jacob was fearing was a waste of time. Jacob declared to Esau in verse 10 that his acceptance of the gift would be evidence of his forgiveness. I mean, he's already told him, I'm, I'm trying to find your approval. He's, he's being very truthful. And so he objected immediately, and Jacob said, no, please. And he appealed sharply, if I have now found favor in your sight, then receive my present from my hand. It's very personal. He says, inasmuch as I have seen your face, as though I had seen the face of God. Not that he equated Esau with God or as God, but the acceptance of Esau being a confirmation of God's doing in the heart of Esau as he saw the face of God when he wrestled with him at Peniel in Genesis 32, 30. Peniel means facing God. And as he would be accepted, then it would be a confirmation of what he had been seen in God and how he had been accepted by God. And so he commended Esau, notice, for reconciling with him, and you were pleased with me. The persistence of Jacob won out, notice, so he urged him, and he took it. To refuse it would be insulting, an evidence that there was no true forgiveness or reconciliation. You see, the favor of Esau over Jacob had been accomplished by God. It was all done by God. Which leads us to the favorable arrangement of Jacob. Verse 12 through 20. Notice first in verse 12 and 13. The offer of Esau to Jacob is presented to us. Esau wanted to be Jacob's escort at this point. Verse 12. And Esau said, let us take our journey. Let us go and I will go before you. But Jacob felt a bit uneasy and objected to it. And, and, and rightly so, to an extent, he doesn't know. It's a shocker. It's a change from his old brother. He used the children as an excuse. And, and I'm not sure if we can use an excuse. It's probably just a legitimate reason, okay? I think sometimes we read too much into the text. But Jacob said to him, My Lord knows that the children are weak. As you know, he had already run from Laban, both the, the herd and the children. He didn't want to put them through it again. Uh, the word but, again, marks the sharp contrast between uh, their traveling plans and, and the two mindsets here. The oldest son, Reuben, if you recall, would be about 12 years old, and the youngest would be about 6 years old, Joseph. So um, they're, they're, they're young, the children. And then he uses the animals as a second uh, reason, and the flocks and the herds Which are nursing, are with me, and if the men should drive them too hard one day, all the flocks will die. And so he gives them legitimate reasons. At the same time, perhaps a precaution. The flocks had many nursing uh, lambs, they needed a slower pace, and uh, to overdrive them would truly um, kill many of them. And then when you get to verse 14 through 15, we have the alternate suggested plan of Jacob. Okay? He says no to him, then he has to. He has to step in he, he doesn't know what's going to happen and so again he's being wise here he suggested in verse 14 to Esau that he continue ahead of him Jacob is consistent in his humility please let my lord go on ahead Jacob is consistent in presenting himself as Esau's servant before his servant both of these phrases fill the text verse 5 8 13, 14, and 15, humility and servanthood. And he informed Esau then that he would be going in a tolerable pace for the sheep and the children. I will lead on slowly at a pace, which the livestock and that go before me. And the children are able to endure. And so he told Esau that he would see him, notice. At his home. Esau wanted to spend time. Jacob is a little distant. Esau was to expect him then. Listen, he says, until I come to my Lord. Now, Esau lived in Seir. Seir was the capital of the Nabataeans from Saudi Arabia, and they brought spices from the east. Uh, Seir also was the capital of the Edomites which Esau was the father of the Edomites. It is also called Selah in Isaiah 16.1 and the red rose city of Petra. A seer in Genesis 36.8 is recorded as his home. Now, it's also called Petra. Sila means rock and Petra means rock. One in Hebrew, the other one in Greek. And it's located on the east side of the Jordan River, modern day Jordan, south of the Dead Sea. And it's an amazing place. Because it's got a gorge that leads in, kind of a snake trail in. And some places it's only wide enough for a horse to get through. Then it opens up. And it just meanders in. And it's high, probably about, this is 25 feet. It's probably about 50 to 75 feet, some of the walls. It's just beautiful. And it's sandstone. And as you come to the opening, you see the treasure city, which is really a, a, a crypt or a tomb. And it's carved out of the sandstone. So the city was not built, but it was carved into the sandstone. You have an amphitheater and everything else in the back. Now, this is the place believed that God is going to house and protect Israel during the Great Tribulation, in the middle of the Tribulation, when she flees to the wilderness in the book of Revelation. Isaiah 16, 1, Sila. Hide my people, God says. This is where Esau lived. This is where Jacob said he would go see him. Now, the courteous counteroffer of Esau comes in verse 15. Esau wanted to leave some of his men with Jacob, and Esau said, now let me uh, leave with you uh, some of the people who are with me. But Jacob explained that he didn't need them. He said, what need is there? And so Jacob petitioned that he be accepted in his request let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. And once again, the word favor means grace or acceptance. The outcome was that we have the departure of Esau from Jacob in verse 16 through 17. In verse 16, Esau continued south to his home in Seir. Uh, so Esau returned to the day, uh, the way of Seir, while J- Jacob continued on his journey, and Jacob journeyed to Sukkoth. So the location was east of the Jordan near the fort of Jabok, the opposite direction of Esau Esau went south and then Jacob went north west the territory later was allotted to the tribe of Gad now notice in verse 17 that Jacob built himself a house and made booths for his livestock there and therefore the name of the place is called Succoth he apparently stayed there for quite a bit of time now we don't know exactly how long, but it indicates that he remained there. The next thing we know, Jacob comes to Canaan. The place of Jacob's dwelling is indicated now in Canaan in verse 18 through 20. So after a set amount of time, we don't know exactly what this takes place, the location was not where he had told God he would return. I want you to notice from Param. When Jacob left, Remember in chapter twenty-eight, and he saw in the dream the ladder, and he told God, "If you bring me back, if you protect me, if you, get, I'll come back here to Bethel, and I will give you a tenth of everything." So many things we promise. Don't promise God anything. Just obey Him. Jacob crossed over the Jordan River. He settled in Shechem instead of Bethel, verse eighteen. The process of time passed. Then Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, it says. Now, the word safely, underline it, is the word shalem, which means peace. Not shalom, but shalem. It also means peace. Some take this to be the name of a place. Others, as in our text, take it to indicate that he came in peace to that city. The name shalem, to me, seems to indicate the name of the city that belonged to Shechem. And our text in the next chapter indicates this. Look at verse 2 of 34. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, prince of the country, so Shechem is a person. It's the city that belonged to Shechem, and the city was Shalem. I'm just trying to give you the rationale behind it. Uh, even at the end of chapter 33, in verse 19, it says, He brought the parcel of the land, and it pitches to him the children of Hamor, Shechem's father. So Shechem is the person. Shalem is the city. Okay? Just a little note you might want to mark there. And notice it says, which was in the land of Canaan. Jacob had returned home. God had fulfilled his word. A journey of about 400 miles when he came from Padaram. A dwelling of his own choice, he pitched his tent before the city. Now, if Genesis ended right here, it would look like great. But it doesn't. So we have to interpret this now with what follows. That's why in verse 19... The compromise of Jacob did not seem significant at the time. We don't know that this is compromise until the next chapter. He didn't go back to Bethel. He said he would. He did not. Okay? Jacob wasted no time. He bought a parcel of land. He dwelt among royalty there where he had pitched his tent from the children of Hamor, Shechem's father, for 100 pieces of money. Hamor was a Hivite the prince of the city of Shechem, we've seen in 34 four two. Joseph would be buried in Shechem, Joshua 24, 32. Jacob was about 97 as he returned. His father was 40 years older than him, so he was probably about 137 at this time. He died at 180, so he's still alive. But no mention of Rebekah at all. Rebekah has died. She said, you'll only go for a few days, 20 years. Hmm, long detour. He probably stayed here at least 10 years. The reason being is that, again, we must have interpreted in the context. The following chapter, Dinah is going to be defiled sexually. She's only about six, five years old when they came. Next chapter, She's of marriage age. The sons betray the city. They're not kids. So there has to be at least 10 years, if not more, that elapses. And so therefore, in verse 20, you have the contradiction of Jacob. Then he erected an altar there. Altars indicate communion with God he had built the first one at bethel here he called it el eloy israel this is the only time it appears and it means the mighty god of israel the title declared god's sufficient power to overcome jacob's difficulties his difficult situation to fulfill his word proving himself faithful So Jacob's memorial here is when God changed his name at Jabbok from Jacob to Israel. He loves that, but he's not living there. Well, I'm a Christian, but you're not living there. The contradiction is that Jacob did not return to Bethel as he had promised to give a tenth of all. He eventually would, but only after great tragedy. Chapter 34 and 35. You remember Abraham? He made a favorable arrangement with Lot to separate. That was wisdom. That was wisdom. There will be times when God will accomplish restoration with a person or a group of people, and sometimes the relationship will be restored completely. That's great. Proverbs 9, nine says give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. At other times the relationships will be even better than before. Proverbs 13.20 says he who walks with wise men will be wise. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. But at other times Even as Jacob towards Esau, it is wise to draw some boundaries and distance. Proverbs 8.12 says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. It will keep us from a lot of trouble, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. Jeremiah 9.23 says thus saith the Lord Yahweh let not the wise man glory in his wisdom let not the mighty man glory in his might let not the rich man glory in his riches what is she glory in he goes on to say glory in this that you know me that you understand me the favorable arrangement of Jacob had confirmed the faithfulness of God but he had not been faithful God had been faithful old habits die hard don't they The meeting of Jacob and Esau has unfolded for us through these three movements, revealing that the favor of God over Jacob had been promised by God, but he hadn't rested in it. The favor of Esau over Jacob had been accomplished by God, not what Jacob did. And the favorable arrangement of Jacob had confirmed the faithfulness of God, certainly not Jacob's. Lord, give us wisdom.
0: Pastor Xavier Reese, recapping the lessons we learned from Jacob's inevitable encounter with Esau, where God's promise of reconciliation finally came about, despite Jacob's lack of faith. Now, copies of today's challenging message, titled Old Habits Die Hard, are available on CD for only $4. This study includes everything you heard last time as well. So if we can get one into your hands, just refer to it by title, Old Habits Die Hard, or simply mention today's date when you write, Simple Truths. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please, it's helpful when you tell us the call letters of this station when you contact us. The one true aspect about deception is that it only leads to more deception. Pastor Xavier Reese has more from the life story of Jacob on the next Simple Truths. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com